I V M. Hello and welcome to Simplified Shorties TM. Hello, Shrikit. What's up? <laughs> We are missing Narain again, but that's okay. Narain is uh, contributing to the Indian economy. Yeah, man. But we are also contributing, no? Uh, not. I mean, me especially, considering I'm sitting in another country, not significantly. But you're, yes, you're not sending remittance. I, I did. I did file tax. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And uh, well, remittance. I mean, I need to earn enough for that. So, okay, well, okay, that, okay, okay. <laughs> listen, all this fluff and all, we'll have to leave for the main episode. This is a shorty, so we need to get to the point. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, this uh, episode, Shriket, I have something interesting for you. Mm-hmm. So, we did a whole bunch of cricket episodes uh, recently, right? Uh, around the World Cup, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the common themes that we had were. either south africa's horrible luck in world cups or how south africa yeah. did not participate in world cups yes correct uh, south africa did not participate in world cups because apartheid of apartheid course. yes so what i want to do so this is not a shorty uh, as in this is not a simplification in that sense but i'm actually going to uh, tell you the story behind why south africa did not play uh the cricket world cup and how they actually got kicked out and the importance of a cricketer called basil dolivera who in the so there are many, there are historical cricketers and then there are cricketers who impacted history basil oh, dolivera wow. is one of those yeah i know very profound line it is but it is very, shorty very so we don't have time for like audience applause and all for to be inserted <laughs> <laughs> okay so right. i i'm only i i i can almost i mean i'm not even physically there but i can uh, see darius rolling his eyes <laughs> he's going to be rolling something else very soon now if this continues oh, uh okay so background uh, south africa has always been a deeply racial country and mm-hmm. uh, this was reflected in their cricket they had a very white national team uh, not only did they have a white national team but they refused to compete with non white teams oh wow yeah so if you see uh, 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 during the apartheid era uh, south africa never hosted or played against india pakistan or the west indies Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is true not of not just of cricket but also of other sports and stuff i think the only exception that they made was the new zealand rugby team which had a couple of maoris uh, but then oh, they no. were like honorary whites or something like that so all this was like they were like deeply deeply racial no uh, in fact i mean this this honorary white business reminds me of like how uh, i mean i was reading about overall like how racial segregation happened and was was in practice in south africa and it was like a it was a proper system right like mm. there was there were whites blacks indians like and you had like a quarter heritage and some heritage yeah. and it was yeah. it was down packed to a science practically where where you stood in the overall pecking order so uh, south africans were very particular about uh, what race and exactly how much black and what you had in that so being an honorary white was a real uh, uh, like a, a big badge that you could have at that point yeah it's like honorary mba Yeah. No, I, wait. Not exactly, but you know. I think it's pretty far from that. <laughs> It's far. Okay. Um, 
so now uh, this no made the rest of the world uh, a little uncomfortable especially england because first like all the wars were over they were just getting off all their they're getting off their colonial assets so they were feeling a, like a little repentant in general towards the world plus this was a time when you know the you know the mid 60s no so you know a uh, lot of drugs and lots of the whole um, uh artsy movements movement. yeah hippie movement and everything uh, so there was a lot of public support towards Uh, you know uh, equality socialism and things like that so yeah it was a liberal wave was yeah it was yeah it was a liberal wave, yeah, yeah liberal idealistic that sort of thing and given the ties between england and south africa with respect to cricket uh they were you know there was the it was like the public was pressuring the england uh, uh, cricketing powers that be into saying are do something now about the south africa nonsense so you know st- stuff like that and uh, oh. cricket in specific because south africa had by this point already been suspended by the olympics the rugby uh, union whatever that was and for whatever reason fencing also oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because they practice practiced a lot of discriminatory fencing in their country ay ay best <laughs> so was pushing yeah, the, yeah, yeah yeah see by the this point, way too far yeah yeah by this point south africa was like that underwear that you were embarrassed about in college because it kept getting suspended something i don't i don't think that worked as well as it should have anyway so it was in this i don't ba- think that worked ever <laughs> ever no okay it was on this backdrop that we must introduce this cricketer called basil de olivera de dechet d apostrophe olivera how you pronounce it okay. so now this dude is a mixed race cricketer of south african origin uh by which me uh, by which i mean he is a south african cricketer of many other <laughs> origins i think part of him is indian also and then he realized that in this system he is going to have limited opportunity so he decided to jump ship and he went off to uh england where he joined worcestershire or worcestershire if you prefer worcestershire sauce fame oh of sauce fame <laughs> all right uh so he played for worcester and then he later played for england also and oh, he played in booster sauce very good yeah. sorry <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> i'm so thrilled that you made very, that very culinary feelings are coming many, but please continue <laughs> culinary feelings will come more don't worry you'll have a lot to chew on okay so now this created problems for england because they were due to tour south africa in a couple of years so they are already anticipating like two years ahead what's going to happen now if we have a colored cricketer in our team we will not be able to tour south africa people are already thinking because by this time england is like ha ha a people of any color shade whatever can come and play right because they are living in the liberal 60s mm. okay so there were potential controversies uh, you know uh, around this whole thing okay if we have a colored cricketer on our team we won't be able to tour south africa you know what's going to happen to the uh, holy uh, england south africa cricket connection you know that whole sort of thing uh oh. it was in the middle of this that south africa's so you must understand that at that point of time south africa was ruled by an entire bunch of turds who believed mm. deeply in apartheid <laughs> mm, one mm. of which was their prime minister worster v o r s t e r okay now worster you yeah, so 
he was an apartheidist or segregationist uh, but he was he also was one of those guys who wanted like let's just get this shit done with as soon as possible is there any other way to deal with this rather than impose a segregationist ideology so he tried like mm. many tactics he tried like underhand techniques to ask the england cricket board is there any way we can drop this and let it let it not become a public issue na he is like one of those hey just drop the matter na you know he was one of those guys in fact he yeah. went to the extent of trying to bribe basil dolivera himself and saying i'll give you a lot of money just don't play na because lot of headache i'll have to face back home so you know he did all that so then basil said fuck off i'm not taking a bribe or anything so this uh. prime minister woster did another thing he actually paid a tobacco company uh uh-huh. who's who's then reached out to basil dolivera we'll call him basil for now i think the uh-huh. hopeful name is getting a little clunky i think that dolivera is becoming a yeah, bit yeah. so we'll call him basil only uh because now we're going to talk about basil and cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> So wow, this, yeah, this so this uh, so the South African Prime Minister asked a South African tobacco company to hire Basil as a coach for their local team in South Africa, but under the condition mm-hmm. that he drops his England contract. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So he they did all sorts of things. He the Prime Minister basically he did a whole host of things to make sure that Basil does not play in the England team that is going to play in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were due to tour there in 1968 or something, and all this was happening in uh, 66, 67 types. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was in the backdrop of. So now, just imagine the immense pressure on this guy. Okay, because now not only does he have the regular pressure of performing uh, in cricket as a coloured mm-hmm. cricketer, but also he knows that if he plays well enough, there is a chance that he is going to cause a whole diplomatic row if he is selected for England to play against South Africa. fantastic yeah so now all sorts of pressure is happening then a couple of things happen england go to play in the west indies right basil mm. is like in good form but unfortunately over in the west indies he is exposed to the west indian way of life mm. so he goes out and hangs out with like known party guys like rohan kanhai and all and he gets supremely mm. drunk and goes to clubs and everything and his form drops so now mm. south african people are very happy because they think now this guy is going to be dropped so no issues Hmm. Okay, then the England Australia Ashes of 1968 come, and this is historically a very important series for apartheid because this is hmm. now going to determine now Basil's performance in this series is going to determine whether he is going to be on the ship to South Africa. Wow. Ah, so because of all the pressure in the first match, he did not perform very well, and he was dropped. So South oh, African, God, okay. yeah. So South African people were very happy, uh, but yeah. this is a time when like there's a long like Ashes tour means it will be like four or five months, right? So there's whole mm. host of time. What happened is this boy went back to Worcestershire, played very well, got and got selected back for the final test as a bowler. Mm. Okay, mm. as a bowler, by the way, he was an all-rounder, but he was obviously known for his batting more than his bowling. But well, he was selected mm-hmm. back for final, and then South Africa were like, "Little, why is this fucker coming back and playing in this test again?" But again, hopefully, he will be in bad form and he will be dropped. Then comes one of the mm. finest innings in Test match cricket, not just because of the amount of runs he scored, but because of the sheer pressure on him. Right, everything mm. that we spoke about, and plus, we know that if he is going to score well in this game, then he is going to be on that ship to South Africa, or at least public right. sentiment will be with him. All right. Australia were 1-0 up. England had a decent start, and at the end of day one, Basil was on 23 not out. He started mm. the next day very nervously, and he was dropped on 31. 
he went on to make hmm. a 50 and the umpire came and said oh boy you are going to cause some problems <laughs> he, of course he yeah, is he went on and scored a century and the same umpire um, came to him and said boy you really set the cat among the pigeons now <laughs> so he ended up on, he ended up on 150 158 uh, uh england won that game and uh, the ashes were tied 1-1 and obviously wow. south africa was livid like mm. <laughs> now this f***er is going to be selected right mm. uh, and there were there were talks of the tour being called off and stuff like that but mm-hmm. then something interesting happened england mm. did not select him for the tour to go to south africa what the yeah, yeah exactly that what the you said was echoed by millions of uh, uh hippie liberals across england who demanded that he be on that ship to south africa yeah ha huh. uh. so whole host of things happened lots of pr nonsense was happening this thing that thing everything in the middle of all this one paper actually paid basil money to go and cover the tour as a journalist wow so, yeah, excellent so, so, so that all, would have been the ultimate, yeah, ultimate no? <laughs> so all sorts of crazy shit was happening and the selectors say that we selected him on cricket we dropped him on cricketing merit only like mm. uh, 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 and you know all that then yeah. very fortunate and here is where you realize you no know, a lot of history and everything happens because a lot of things just fell into place right yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what happened is at the last minute a fast bowler called tom cartwright got injured and uh the captain of uh, the english captain decided to call basil dolivera to the team so he was on the uh-huh. ship so in the very last minute he was included and this being at the very last minute that south african prime minister worster he decided that england were uh, conspiring against him and he said we are not going to allow the team to come and cancelled the tour amazing now this was the incident that snowballed into uh south africa being isolated from cricket and subsequently all other sports wow this actually this this story is uh, is i mean it's part of it almost reminds me of the jesse owens uh, 1936 yeah, olympic yeah. story right yeah. so it's about ho- the whole uh, i mean he, they, he was participating in the olympics but it was this whole thing about race superiority and all that and him winning over there like crazy uh, i mean winning over there so significantly allowed him to like uh, Uh, I mean, allowed like he single-handedly like destroyed their race superiority theories and all that stuff. Yeah. So I mean, it's it, it's it's a very watershed moment from a political as well as like uh, I mean, it it actually like brought out the hypocrisy and the uh, illogic illogical nature of uh, the apartheid and such race segregation stuff. So what a what a beautiful story. I mean, the guy. I mean the guy is such a legend I mean imagine the pressure that he was on yeah, not man. just I mean the cricketing pressure is enough I mean but you to have all of these other pressures on you and still perform and play like he did yeah. a real legend Yeah but it's it's again like so many things just happening right if he he, he was dropped yeah. on 31 if he had caught I remember I remember reading an article somewhere and I can't seem to find the link that Australian wicketkeeper who dropped him was one of the safest hands that Australia ever produced <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know who that is but they said if he had if he had caught that then South Africa would like probably still uh, be with apartheid or something like that you know some story oh, like yeah, that they, uh, yeah, so it's a sliding doors moments right yeah, the, yeah. all of these sliding doors moments that like if if something had not happened exactly that way then this whole thing would have uh, changed itself but I have a, I have a different theory in this that I mean when there is a 
a wrong that the majority of people think is wrong but it's being upheld by a minority who are in power i mean one incident or the other will will, will make trigger it, it like yeah. will trigger it off. like yeah. um, the whole rosa parks uh, thing I, i'm yeah. not sure if you're very familiar with the rosa parks uh, so rosa parks was this uh, uh, woman who uh, posed uh, the discriminatory seating laws on buses the uh, yeah. segregationist laws in the us and she kind of like was the uh, like the the spark that actually triggered the whole uh, uh, ra- uh, i mean uh, what do we say uh, race reforms in the us but uh, there is a there's a there's a story that uh, lesser known story that uh, just a couple of weeks earlier there was another uh, african american mm. woman who was in, who was who was on the bus and she uh, was actually she she pro- stood up and protested as well but she was uh, a younger woman who was unmarried and pregnant so the leaders at that time the black leaders at that time like uh, said that you know what uh, if this woman becomes the face of our overall wow. movement then uh, it will be a negative because she is unmarried and pregnant and it will wow. cause a different pr thing so they actually <laughs> like didn't really give any importance to that particular uh, incident and instead rosa parks became the face of wow. the entire movement so wow. so that, that's what makes me think that if it was not for maybe basil de olivera there could have there been another there would have been somebody uh, else there would have been somebody else who would have probably been the spark but wow. yeah uh stick it to end this uh, do you know what apartheid means uh to set apart or something correct right? it is africans yeah. for apartness yes very good i have and, read that out <laughs> and on that note uh, stay safe uh, stay uh, together i suppose i'm opposite of yeah, apartheid stay together. stay together and i don't know what africans for together is let's assume is unapartheid and stay well, simpli- let's just stay simplified and stay yeah. simplified of course i don't know what africans for simplified also is that's also a good experiment so if anyone out there uh, is listening and knows africans please tell us what simplified is as i actually everyone just write in and tell us what simplified is in your language yes that would be pretty cool yeah but must yeah. try this google <laughs> translate experiment okay bye bye <laughs>